Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Fury of Five with War. We are ready. That's their first new single in over 23 years. Most of the band is back together. I believe the only difference is the drummer. Uh, There's a lot more information about this reformation. You can check out the video premiere for this song that dropped on noecho.net earlier this week or go listen to This Is Hardcore Podcast. The latest episode, I believe, came out today. Features not only this song, but also an interview with Jay Fury breaking down the band and what's happening with them. So if you want more information on that, go check it out. You can also go to gettingitout.net, click on 
the Fury of Five page, read some information, get some get some links, check out a picture or two, watch a video, do whatever you want to do, and then move on with your life. We've got other things to do, like this interview I've got on this episode, the last episode of 2022 with John Joseph of Blood Clot. But first, how about some hot sauce? Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot dog back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap verse, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap verse. The hardcore podcast I said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury all the places we've been. When they were sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. When they were sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Yeah, out. All right, motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time. Here we go. Last episode for 2022. Not a big deal to you. Maybe it's a big deal to me. I'm not really sure. Maybe I should make it one. I'm not gonna. This is episode 265. An almost, well, no, it is. It's an all Upstate Records episode from first song to the last, uh, including every band we're talking about. Fury of Five, Blood Clot, and at the end, you'll hear another one from Revenge Beast. But anyway, before we get ahead of ourselves, the last couple days, the last four days, I've been posting little recaps in the morning of uh, each year prior to 2022 with a little graphic I make, the year-end graphic that includes all the logos from the bands I spoke to over the year. And uh, it's been nice. It's been good to reminisce, uh, talk. To realize I realize how many friends I've made and also how many people that I've been able to have the opportunity to talk to that I never thought I would, uh, never even like, why would I be talking to these people? You know, uh, but a lot of names, a lot of bands that I've loved my whole life and I've had the opportunity to talk to on this podcast. John Joseph, of course, is a member of Cro-Mags who I've loved for my almost my entire life, the majority of my life. And he's got a new project that's not new at all. It's called Blood Clot. It's been around longer than I've been around, but they're only on their third record. And uh, the most recent one was 2017. The one before that, 2008. And this one, Souls, here at the end of 2022, featuring a cast. Each album, I should say, has featured a cast of well-regarded characters in underground music. This latest one, Craig Ahead on bass, Tom Capone on guitar, Darren Morgenthaler on drums, of course, John on vocals, and I think now Christian Old Wolbers. Wolbers. I always want to say Wobblers. Wolbers on bass, of course, from Fear Factory and Violence. Anyway, he talks all about that. I don't need to recap the whole thing. I should try to recap to you my 2022 best things that happened. Let's see, real quick. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but I did have some fun. Uh, a lot of stuff with my family. Went to Buffalo and saw Metallica and did Niagara Falls. I went to Italy and uh, saw all sorts of stuff from my wife's childhood. Uh, we did uh, a beach vacation here, a beach vacation there, short ones. You know, things, it was nice. I changed jobs. 
listened to a lot of great music, talked to a lot of great people, had a lot of good times. Hopefully that continues into 2023. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Taylor Swift tickets are already in the bag. So, you know, we're good. Things I'm looking forward to. Uh, got a Chuck Reagan show coming up. Looking into that. Uh, Divided Heaven will be opening. Who's a past guest of Getting It Out podcast. Jeff Berman. What else is happening? All sorts of stuff. 2023. All sorts of stuff. You're not invited. It's just us. Please stay away. Don't come to my house unless I invite you. Okay. I've repeatedly said I was going to do a best of top albums of the year list for gettingitout.net. And uh, as of December 30th, right now at 9.54 in the morning, I have not done that. I still think I know what they all are, and I'm not ready to write down that list. It's something I just keep putting off and putting off and putting off, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's safe to say it's not going to happen. But realistically, it probably should happen after the year's over. That would make most sense. I know we don't do it that way, but maybe so there's still a chance. That's all I'm saying. There's still a chance. And who knows? Maybe one of the best records ever came out today. It is Friday after all, but not a lot of records did come out today. Although I did see a a nice split from Not One Truth and Beskar came out today. Got to check that out. I'm sure that's good. Uh, Hardcore from the young ones, you know that. But now let's talk about hardcore from the old ones, John Joseph and uh, his pals and their new record Souls out now on Upstate Records. And rather than me yammer on more about that and nothing, let's just get to him talking about it. The song, though, I want to play for you first is a title track. It's called Souls, and uh, you're going to listen to it right now.
I've seen a lot of interviews with you. I've read a lot of interviews with you. I've, uh, I don't know, pretty aware of everything you've done. But I haven't heard you talk a whole lot about blood clot over the years. So can you give like the I know that I know there's more backstory to it than there's the first album in 2008. Right. I know it starts way yeah, before that. Way, so, way so more. Tell me about tell me about where blood clot begins. So in 81, the Chrome Egg started and uh, we rehearsing at the studio there with. Uh, Dave Hahn was the drummer. I just got to set it up because this is how the blood clot thing happened. Uh, Dave Hahn was the drummer. That was the Bad Brands manager. Harley played bass. Uh, Dave Stein, this other dude, played guitar. So we rehearsed, I don't know, five, six months. And then, you know, shit happened. People just right. were like, the drummer and guitarist were like, uh, I didn't join a fucking band to be talked down to like a child. I quit. So then I was like, well, what the fuck? I was already working for Babarins. So because I had that downtime, myself, JWE, who um, was the Babarins kind of producer, mixer live too. Alvin was the draw, was the was the other roadie. And then Teddy, he played in his band Papa Chubby, the bass player. We started jamming and writing songs. And that was 81. And then um, Bad Brains had that tour uh, in the fall. So because we all were roadies of the band, we when we went out on tour, we were like, yo, uh, let's fucking play these songs. And we got the bass player from the opening band played bass and that was kind of the beginning of the band and then we just uh, for whatever reason i went i went to be a monk in 82 and uh kind of stepped away from the music for about two years and when i came back it they had reformed the chromags and eric wasn't working out so harley uh, wanted me to come back to the band. Paris wanted Roger from AF. Uh, I was like, well, I'm the original singer even before Paris. Why do I have to audition? And then Harley was like, just fucking kill it and it, the job is yours. So that's what happened. So then Blood Clot right. was a, put on the back burner for all of those fucking years. And uh, I started playing with Danny Schuler. 2006, having Scott Roberts <laughs> and Rick from, okay, I forget what band he was in. And then we made that record. And then Danny went back with Biohazard. It was always something. Right. I mean, it's been always something. Even getting the up in arms thing, I started gigging, playing with Todd, writing songs. And I was like, what should we call this shit? He's like, dude, we got to call this shit Blood Clot. Like, <laughs> And the term blood clot, it has, it's not my name. It's like some fucking press dude was like, yeah, they named the band after him. I'm like, if you're going to fucking write an article without interviewing me and just, you know, do your research. 
I mean, that's a pretty logical. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair assumption, I would think. Right. Well, if you look at the history of where it came from, and I've talked about it repeatedly in interviews, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of like a joke, like because bad brains would be like, what a blood clot, fix the blood clot, this, fix the blood clot, that. So then the roadies formed the band Blood Clot because that's what the bad brains said all the time back then, you know. And then it was John from Blood Clot. Oh, you know, there was a few other Johns on the scene. And then it was like John from Blood Clot, John Blood Clot, Blood Clot, whatever. That's so that's 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 where that came from. So it was around for so basically the band started forty was it forty years ago? Is that is that how that math works? Well almost forty two years, years. I mean it started in eighty one. So that's yeah. like going on forty two years. Forty two years, but of course. You didn't release any. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I you didn't release any music until that. Well, there was like a demo that came off the board when we opened up hmm. for the Bad Brains. We opened up for the Bad Brains at Irving Plaza, mm-hmm. right? And then there was a CB's board tape that when we played CB's, so it was opening up for Bad Brains, and you know somebody recorded some stuff. But yeah, we never released anything until the Burn Babylon Burn record. Right, right, and I remember, I remember that coming up, but finding about finding out about it. I think the song "Revolution" was on a comp CD yeah. that Stillborn was putting out or something. It was you know along yeah. with some other stuff, and then you know I, I I feel like there were some blood class shows. I feel like catching you in Baltimore around that time, uh, but then it kind of yeah, went away. We definitely came back. played. I think we played because uh, I ran a marathon the next morning and I pulled my hamstring on stage at the Auto Bar. Yeah, yeah, I was saying it was it was Autobar. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was fucking. I can I, I can I, picture I, the flyer. They came, yeah. they came and picked me up, and drove me down, and I didn't even get any sleep. I had to, <laughs> I had to fucking take duct tape, and wrap my fucking entire leg with duct what? tape. That helps. I tore my hamstring on stage. The club was so fucking cold. <laughs> I didn't really stretch, and I did this like jumping fucking move, and I was like, oh shit. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was at the auto bar. That's nuts. Yeah, well, that door, that uh, stage is right there by that front door. And uh, well, man, no, that, the that... stage is in the back, the front door. Nah, this is the front door. It's uh, trust me, I've been in there three million times. Stage is the right auto at the bar front in door. Baltimore. Hell yeah. No, when you come in, you make a right and go to the stage. That's the back. Oh door. no, no, that. That's where they come in now. The back door where you load in is by the stage. That's that's how it was when I was going there. It depends on the show, but yeah, we're, we're yeah. speaking about the same place. Depends depends yeah, on the yeah. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They was coming in when you made when you walked in and made a right. All the merchandise tables were there. Right, and the bathrooms to the left. Yeah, and the bars across. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I I seem to remember them having people come through that door too so you're yeah. you're actually right <laughs> all right well uh so you did that for, you did that for a little while but then you started kicking again with the with the chromag show so it seems so the blood clutches was it meant to be a one-time thing then and fall back through the cracks or how does, well, how's that all it happen? was uh you know i put all that work in it and uh yeah. you know that was right around that time me and Mackie 
jammed with the Bad Brains and uh, at CBs and mm-hmm. all these band, all these labels wanted to sign us to do a record, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> we were already recording with Blood Clot, and I had worked on it. We. And, you know, Bad Brains were like, yo, Squids, you can't do both. It's got to be, like, one or the other. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to leave these guys hanging. I've been playing with these dudes. And they were like, all right, so nothing happened with that. And And then fucking we recorded the album and Danny went back to play with Biohazard. I was like, I wish you would have told me that. I would have gone and done a record with the Bad Brains, like, you know. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a pretty cool one to have. Are you talking like the soul? Was that when you were doing like the Soul Brain stuff or whatever it was being called? Or? No, it wasn't Soul Brains. It was we did that show. Was it FVK? Two shows at CB's HR was like didn't want to play with him anymore. Mm. So they Daryl called me up. He's like, "Yo, Squids, let's let's you want to sing a sh-, you know?" And I was like, "The fucking we I booked it at CB's and the first night sold the fuck out." And then they did two nights and it was like 600 people a night there. And it was pretty fucking crazy. I just remember being upstate with them for like three weeks rehearsing and like running in the mountains and shit and training for that shit to get ready. And, you know, it it was like training camp, you know, like you don't get to sing two shows with the bad brains and then not, you know, kill Not it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was always like, you know, the Cro-Mag thing. I was pushing those guys to write some music and it never happened. And I was like, well, I'm going to go. I don't mind still doing some shows with you guys, but I'm going to go fucking like, right. I got this other music I'm going to work on with Todd, you know, youth. So I went out and uh, I was supposed to do the Super Frog, the half, the, that Navy SEAL half Iron Man in Coronado. I was, so I go out to L.A. and everything, and I, I, I tore my calf muscle, the gastric, the, which is like the one all the way underneath. There's like the mm-hmm. calf is made up of three muscles, so it's the one, the deep one. So I was like, I just stayed off of it for like 10 days. I was like, all right, I'm still going to go out there. I have the hotel. I paid for everything. And and I get out there and I go try to just do a run. And and like within like four blocks, like the calf seized up. And, you know, I didn't want to let some negative thing fuck, you know, my time up. So I said, hey, Todd, I pulled out of the race. I'm here for a week in L.A. I'm not going to San Diego let's fucking work on that music. And we did, we got this drummer to play and we demoed the songs. And that's what led to the up and arms record deal with metal blade. What year did that come out? That was just a couple of years ago, 2017, yeah. maybe, something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was 17 or 18. I don't know. And that was a cool record too. And it was a yeah. nice, that it was a little different from the other blood cut record. That's something I noticed about all these. They're a little bit different uh, from. Yeah. Well, you play with different people. Uh, there's no <laughs> <Yeah>. formula. <laughs> like it's music, man. I just like getting in a room with people. You get in a room with Tom Capone, you're going to get something. You get yeah. in a room with 
fucking, you know, uh, Todd Youth, you're going to get something else. And Joey Castillo. And you get in a room with Scott Roberts and Danny Schuler and these guys, and, and you're going to get, you know, some dark fucking crazy shit. So we still play some of those songs live, like Big Brother Takeover. And, yeah. Uh, so we do stuff off Big Brother Take of uh, Burn Babylon Burn and uh, as well as uh, the Up in Arms record. And then, you know, we'll be playing stuff off this record. Obviously, we're going to do the Bad Brains cover that's on this record. We got the blessing from the brains on that they loved it which i wouldn't have put it on the record unless i sent it to them and they gave their blessings and you know daryl was like squids that's the way you're supposed to play that shit and you know i mean i know daryl if he didn't like it he would have been like yo why you gotta do that squids (laughs) you know (laughs) so once we got the blessing i was like yo man it means everything to me especially the condition of punk rock now and all the fucking bullshit that's gone down it's like to me punk rock you know, it stood for fucking questioning authority and it, us against them and fuck the government and all this shit. And it's just gotten off the fucking rails, man. And I was like, you know, and Manny played on that Carrera from Glassjaw. So, Glassjaw, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like I said yesterday, I made a post. I said the amount of contingencies and the trials and tribulations we had to deal with to, to make this record. Todd passed away. I didn't even want, I waited, you know, until it felt right, like, you know, to honor him to do music again with this band. So then we got Tom Capone in New York and I jammed with him and I was like, holy fuck, he's ripping it. We go out to LA, Joey and Nick uh, Oliveri were like, holy fucking shit. All right, let's go. Go back to New York. We're making plans to record some stuff and tours. Fucking pandemic hits. Lockdown. Nobody could fucking travel. And we just started sneaking into my boy's fucking studio in New York. You know? Mm -hmm. And recorded demos and rehearsed and did whatever. And then Manny was in the band. Manny Carrera from... uh, glass jaw and he got some crazy kidney disease and ended up like he just disappeared we're like where the fuck is this dude like a month later he's like yo i was in the icu i'm like my health is all fucked up Um, i can't do the band i'm like um you know then we went to uh when we went to record the studio, the building next to the studio burned down in, in Hoboken. They closed the studio down. So then we had to do the drums here, the fucking bass here, the guitars here. I, they made a fucking vocal booth out of this like shower curtain, fucking round shower curtain <laughs> thing with padding. And, you know, it was just like we were not going to be fucking denied, man. Everything was... Yeah. You know, I think it was like the universe, Krishna, whatever, testing us, like, how bad do you want this shit? And we just kept endeavoring, you know, because that's what it's about. And I knew we were capturing fucking, like I said, lightning in a bottle because Tom was so pissed off about just the way they were treating everybody in New York that 
what that didn't do what the government said that we were subhuman they banned us from everywhere it was uh, i'm like yo this is some shit straight up crazy shit like what the fuck is this shit and tom was pissed off i'm like pick up your fucking guitar and write and that's how souls came about and that's what it's always been you know it's been about yo musicians should express themselves through their art whatever your art is you should express yourself through that art right and that's how the writing process and started and you know honestly dude quicksand was one of my favorite fucking bands like slip i still work out to that shit when i do my my runs and shit i'm like i'm a fan of tom capone like to get to be in a fucking band with him and darren filled in for Mackie on like one of the tours with Hatebreed when we went out with them because Mackie's mom was ill. She passed away, but she was in the final stages of her life and Darren filled in for Mackie and we did a whole month tour. I'm like, this motherfucker's badass. Like, so I, I got on the, when Tom was like, yo, who are we going to get the drum? I said, motherfucker, I know the guy. Darren flew up and we jammed during the pandemic. Tom was sold. And then the shit happened with Manny and right before the recording of the record. So we just said, hey, man, Craig, can you fucking play on this shit? And, you know, he was into Cro-Mags for years with us. And uh, that's the that's the baddest fucking bass player that's the, that's the top one, right? I mean, who's who's yeah, gonna argue he, that? That's there's the... nobody. There's nobody better in hardcore. Right. And I sent him. He goes, send me the material, and I did. And he was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Dude, man, <laughs> I'm in." That was it. Yeah, so no, it's, the 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 um, <clears throat> the who's who of who's played in this band over time is is really impressive, and it's it's yeah. nuts. Really, I was looking today. You know, but here's what it is, man. I said this to somebody today. You don't ever rely off your past laurels. It don't matter how many Ironmans I did, how many records, how many books. It's about what, you know, if if all of us were in this band and then the record sucked, what the fuck does it matter? Sure. You know, who played where or did what in their life? It's always what you're doing now, you know, and I didn't Mm want to put out a record. I mean, you know, and the other thing was the time constraints. People are like, yo, it's not really a record. I'm like, yeah, because here's the thing. We had just enough. We had, we were starting to, you know, we had seven tracks in the fucking can and a bunch more written and getting ready to record. And, you know, if you know what's going on with the vinyl industry, like there's a, there's a one year backlog. And this is where Pitchfork came in because Warren and the, the guy who owns, I forget his name, I'm spacing out. Such cool motherfuckers because they had major labels. He He's the co-owner of a fucking uh, printing press. He had major mm-hmm. labels wanted to give him, here's a million dollars only. I'm not going to fucking do that because we want the independent artists to have their fucking music and their voice out there. <clears throat> so it was like, they were like, yo, it's go time. If you want to get something out this year, we need what you have right now. Gotcha. So, so that's why it's up. a two-part thing, right? Yeah, so the second half will come. Like, we have a whole bunch more for the, the, the other shit. <laughs> Crazy. So we got Chris Collier. Uh, you know, Lazel Nino produced it. Mm-hmm. 
Yo, he's got the best ear out of anybody I ever worked with. So I sent him the songs and he loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Again, though, the people that you work with, the names, Laz, it's all people. But like you said, that doesn't mean shit. But it also, it's, it doesn't mean shit unless it's good. But people are probably more so looking for it to be bad when you got the names on it, right? Like people, people want it to suck. And we want when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk shit There's on, haters. Right? There's <laughs> haters. They'll sit there and fucking... I, I Listen, I'm always the well-wisher, man. When my friends do good, I'm always fucking happy for them, man. You know, there's this whole thing. Yeah, you can tell who you, who's your boys when you're fucking down and out. Bullshit. You know who your people are when you're kicking ass in life. Right, yeah. Of course motherfuckers wanting it to suck because, you know, now I'm a fucking racist. I'm a right-wing fucking this and that because I stood up to the government. Like... It's just crazy what's gone on. And I'm like, they use words they don't even know the meaning of. Fascist and all this shit. And I'm just like, and people wanted the record to suck. They wanted to fuck. And I'm like, I don't care what you think, dude. I've been playing music before you were sperm. Like, you're, you're you actually having my not case, even so. Well, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> like, listen, I'm happy when anybody's, my friend's, I have a friend that won an Academy Award, you know, fucking like I'm still struggling as to get a film made or whatever. But I'm always happy for my for, for, for people to do good things. The people that sit there and they want everybody to fail, they're fucking miserable fucking people. And I just don't fuck with those people anymore. You know, like and I got told the whole shit. Oh, you'll never get your book published. Oh, you'll never finish an Iron Man. Oh, you'll never do this. You'll never get the documentary done that I got coming out. I just prove them wrong, man. Just keep fucking working. And like, you know, I was like, we just have to put the best songs possible on this record. And that that's what happened. You know, like we picked. I think we had 11 songs recorded. Oh, no. Uh nine recorded and we were going to do another fucking five songs and then we just got the kill switch they were like yo we need what you got now if you want and we wanted something to come out to it's like i always do iron man's at the end of the year i want to close out the year on a a positive note you know on a high Mm -hmm. so i was like told these guys and 
we picked the songs and that's what's on there, you know? And that, that song Infectious was the last song that me and Todd wrote together. And Ooh, we okay. kept so it. I, I have I have a couple of questions about specifically about that song. So one was gonna be one question about the whole thing was gonna be are any of Todd's songs on this? And it sounds like that's the case. Yeah. But the, the other and I didn't know that, so that's why I, I was gonna ask that. But Infectious, that opening riff sounds a lot like reminds me a lot of the opening to Reignition as well. Yeah. Um, well, there's no but, denying like we were not in, that we were influenced by the bad brains. No, 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 that's not. Yeah, clearly, we don't steal from the bad brains. <laughs> right, we take right. their influence, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, but then I, I also wanted to ask: Are you singing the chorus on that song? Yes, that's me and that's me and, and Jack. Todd's <laughs> underneath me, dude. Ah, okay. Uh, that's where Johnny Pyro came in because he vocal coached me, you know. Like, I will. I do vocal exercises every day. I'm running every day, and Johnny Pyro right, hit this note in this key, and we matched up because it was Pro Tools. We matched up the click tracks to the original. I got the original files of that song from L.A., so we matched up the click track. So we played along to it. So. The vocals fell in right in line. Todd's vocal was on there, so we kept that. Mm. And then I redid my vocal, and then we kept Todd's lead. So that's very that's cool. That's what happened. Would this be? Is this the no last? Pro to, no, no, uh, auto tune. Auto tune. You should have. You should have auto tuned it. That'd be cool. Fuck that, put dude. a little dance beat if on it. Come on, John. Do... It's time for you to put out a dance record. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I want to put out a 70s soul record. You do it. Some Barry People White. People already hate you. Oh, you might as well lean into it. Or some Lou Rawls. Another love like mine. You'll keep searching and searching your whole See? life through it. <laughs> it sounds it sounds great but so would that happen to be like the last music that todd uh, that was the last song me and todd ever wrote together that's very cool i understand the whole album and i know it has a little bit in the in the inside cover is a is a tribute to todd yeah um, so it's good and so i was wondering if there was a song that included him and you you clearly answered that that's yeah. very cool it's before up in arms that last record with Todd was released on Metal Blade, which is like as big as it gets for ind independent record yeah. label, right? You know, you know what I mean. And now you're doing with Upstate, which is the great Mario and Kim Kangemi, and uh, you're working with Pitchfork too. How did that? How did you end up on Upstate? Where, where was that? Uh, well, that it was out? like you know, listen, man. After everything that happened, like Metal Blade gave us like a fucking sweet deal, and then. You know, Todd relapses and dies after the first tour that, you know, it was like, we just wanted to make music, man. You know, like, I'm not into this, like, get a lawyer, shop the shit. It's COVID anyway, because they held back records. Like, we even talked to labels and they were like, yo, we love it, but we're back cataloged. Like, we're, we have to put releases out from two years ago that we held up. Like, your shit's not going to come out till fucking probably 
the end of 2023, possibly 2024. So I was mm-hmm. like, fuck that. And, you know, Brian Slagle, I love him. Amazing dude. He gave the blessing. He's like, gave us the release. And we just went and did some, like, old school way we do shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. And Upstate's a great a great home for like, it. We, re- we paid for everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. We paid for the recording. We paid for most of the mixing. Like, we paid for that shit. We didn't get any advance, nothing. Like, you know, the band paid for this record to be made. So if you want to talk about loving your art and fucking investing in your art, that's what we did on this record. We didn't take any money from anybody. Right, right. And I think Upstate Record kicked in a little bit of money for the mixes, and that was about it. Everything else came out of our pocket. And... Laz hooked us up with the, you know, with the studio. So, <laughs> but you know, it was flying motherfuckers around, and I'm flying up from Florida. Darren's flying up from fucking Key West, and so you know, it was just grinding it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand, but it's, but it, but it all came together. It came out within 2022. You got it in yeah. right here at the end of the year. Exactly. Um, it's only been out officially for what? Since four Friday. Days? Yeah, four days. So, how's it? What's the feedback you've gotten so far for people? Yeah. Bananas. <laughs> Does every person bring up Slayer? Uh, you know, they're like, yeah, I can hear some Slayer in that fucking <laughs> opening song. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I love fucking Slayer. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Who, who wouldn't want that? Again. You hear the influence, you don't hear riff stealing. So <laughs> Right, right. Well, you I've seen you I've seen you on your on a post you made and uh other places talk about how the lyrics are really important to you and we want people to focus on the lyrics. Is there is there a um particular or what would you consider like the most important lyric you'd want somebody to Take in. I mean, look at the title record. of the record, man. Souls. What what are we saying? There's a battle for the soul of humanity right now. Like anybody who's fucking paying attention to what the fuck is going on, man. There's very dark fucking forces trying to lead humanity down a very fucked up path right now. So that's you know, even 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 um War Castles was based on a documentary by the same name. Mainstream manipulation slaughters the youth, twisting reality away from the truth. They know, man. That's what a bad brain's concentrated on. The youth are getting restless, and and they're and they're coming for the youth, man. They know they got it. You know, they know people like me and all these revolutionary type motherfuckers is gonna die off in the next 25, 30 years, whatever the fuck. So they're programming the youth to be these fucking like. Get on your knees and do what we say, fucking people. And the youth got to wake the fuck up, man, because I'm telling you right now, the way they're taking this world, I just read this whole thing on Alternative Press today, and it was how they now took all of the stuff that they gathered during the pandemic, and now other agencies are using it to keep tabs. They're setting up this database of, like, 
It's fucking crazy. They they dovetailed a lot of shit on what just happened. And, you know, we have motherfuckers from the World Economic Forum telling us how to run, how we should be living our lives. Klaus Schwab? Like, who the fuck? I didn't, I didn't fucking, I didn't sign on for you. Who the fuck are you? So, and even souls. What's the message of souls? Like... You know, same same thing. It's like I've never seen anything like this in my in in all my time of being on this planet and punk rock since the seventies and hardcore. I mean, what they were able to do and get away with, and everybody just bowed down to it. And then they were very slick. Like event 201, which they did a year before the whole thing, they said, this is what we got to do to anybody that questions what we're doing. And that's exactly what they did. What's that? I'm not familiar with that. What's that? They did a simulation of a pandemic a year before the pandemic. And the first thing they said at the round table with all these people, we have to go after the, the misinformation, disinformation people. There's too many platforms for information and free speech out there. We have to we have to end that. Look how many people, doctors, lost their licenses to deplatform. I've never seen anything like it. And the biggest letdown to me was the ones who I thought would stand up and have a voice, mm-hmm. either fucking got on their knees or tried. Didn't say nothing or even worse, tried to destroy the motherfuckers that actually spoke up. Anybody that knows me knows I'm not a racist. You're going to call somebody a fascist. You know what fascism is? What's the definition of fascism? You're asking me? Yes. I don't know. Okay. so I know examples of fascists, but not definitions. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's when the government and corporations collude to control the population. And that's what they did, right? That's the definition of fascism. What you're seeing the United States government turn into is a fascist regime. That's what this country's becoming. Say anything, we're gonna fucking destroy you. We own all the media, we own all the social media, and that's that's what you have. I, I offered to debate anybody from yeah. Jello Biafra, anyone that was talking all the shit. Oh, all you people are going to end up in a morgue, like the shit that they was talking. And all of them have gone quiet now because we're seeing the bodies piling up, piling up, piling up. So, you know, anyway, that's, uh, that's why well, we hey. said fuck it. We put at least out it gave record. you uh, at least this gave is you a my subject form matter. Of, this is my form of protest. I'm a musician. That's why we did the show in the park two years ago. That was right. our form of protest. They opened the city up the next fucking day. Dig that. And the and 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 weeks prior, they were filling up Yankee Stadium and, and Shea Stadium with sixty thousand people, the baseball season. But God forbid. We do a punk rock show where we had a right to protest 
you know, Black Lives Matters came through the city and the rioters that were with them destroyed entire neighborhoods and beat people up and, and fucking did crazy shit. And then they say that I'm a racist because I pointed that out. How about the black dudes that saw me delivering food and go get that white motherfucker during those riots in New York? I saw mobs of people bashing white couples over the head with poles. Okay? You want to talk racism, they blocked all that shit out of the media. You did not hear one case of that going on. Okay? But then because I point out Black Lives Matters is a fucking... I support every every life matter. Black Lives Matters, they all matter. But the organization, George Soros runs it, and then look what they did. They stole millions of dollars and bought mansions in gated white communities, and the black activists in Chicago and everywhere else are calling them out. They went to Chicago to do a protest. Chicago gang members threw them the fuck out of their neighborhood. They're like, you motherfuckers ain't doing shit for us except destroying and creating more fucking chaos. Now, if you point that out, I'm a racist. You see what you see what they're doing? So our protest was to fucking go do a fucking concert. And here's the irony. They said we were racist skinheads. We had Black Lives Matters people from the organization giving out literature and collecting donations. We fed everybody in the park plant-based meals. Every band had at every other every ethnicity, black, Spanish, Chinese, whatever, wisdom and chains. And then what do they write in the news? That it was a fucking a white supremacist concert. And we lied about the permit and and even when we proved all of that to be a lie. The media didn't retract any of the shit that they said. So now you keep adding this shit up and then it comes to John Joseph's a fucking fascist, racist, Nazi. He's fucking whatever the fuck he should tour with Kanye West. It, and it's it's a small little nucleus of these fucking mamalukes that hide under fake fucking names and everything else. Like if you got something to say to me, Step the fuck up like a fucking man and say it to my face. And we'll take it from there. Just like the other day. Somebody, I commented on Foo's Gone Gone Wild. Like, you know, it's a comedy page. And some, they were snapping on some white dude, right? Because he got all bent out of shape about a post. And I go... Oh, yeah, that, that's his white privilege. Ha, 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 ha. So then some hardcore mook has to start talking shit to me. I don't even know this motherfucker. And then he's, I'm like, yo, what's your problem, dude? This is comedy, fucking. I was like, lighten up, Francis. And he's like, fuck you. All you do is suck HR's dick and fucking Joe Rogan's dick. And I'm like, yo, you feeling all right? the fuck come out to Brooklyn I'm like yo dude I'll tell you what I'm living in I'm staying in the Bronx you live in Brooklyn come meet me in Central Park we'll run 15 miles and then we'll spar and we'll see who the fuck is standing at the end if you even finish 
the first loop of the park. Okay? So then he goes and writes all over the internet that I threatened him. You see? So it's... Honestly, man, it's a bunch of fucking weak, weak sauce, weak-hearted people. Like People will do anything like to get out of cardio. That's what it comes uh, down to. People will do anything to get out of some cardio. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Somebody was talking shit. Last time I was here, I ran into him on the street. This is how I do things, up close and personal. That's how I always did shit. I don't, I don't talk shit and talk all this bullshit on the internet to people. Like, I'm not even going to let you know. I'm just going to... I didn't even ever say, yeah, when I see you. I never said nothing to this kid. But he came walking down my old block, and I saw him. And let's just put it this way. He didn't run his mouth in person. <laughs> but I, I'm not all about that, man. I, I don't try to be tough guy, bully shit, whatever the fuck. I, it, it never used to be like this until... You know, and, and then this distributor put our record up and everybody's like, yo, fuck you. How could you support this record? This guy's a fucking right wing fucking this, that. And then they asked him, like, Cortex wrote them and go, well, send me some proof of all the shit you're saying. Otherwise, yeah. you're just, there's no substance to it. And, and none of them could. So, and then it gets, the truth comes out. I'm just sick of all his... COVID bullshit and his anti-government shit every fucking oh there we go. Now right, we right. get to the now we get to the heart of the matter. And, and to me, I'm like, that's where we get back to the record. Yeah. That was you sit there and you put those seven songs on and you read the fucking lyrics and you see where I'm coming from. Find me one racist thing on that album. Find me that album is about people and humanity coming together. How could I be racist and be a Hare Krishna? The whole thing about Hare Krishna is you don't see people for the material body. It has nothing to do with, like, and that's, you know, the message of this whole album is humanity needs to wake the fuck up, and you know? Now that it's out, and now that the message is out there, not, not that, that this necessarily has to do with the message, but what is the plan from here on out for Blood Cloud? Do you plan to operate this as a like f relatively full time band? Is like what's? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, hey, look at it this way, man. I got a million other things going on. I'm I'm filming another documentary. I'm writing a movie. I got a coaching business. I'm I'm finishing another book. I'm competing yeah. in more triathlons. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing a ton of shit. So it's like. You know, we got Christian from violence playing bass with us at the New York Fear show. Factory. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking he's a great fucking dude, man. So, you know, here's here, you know, like we'll play shows. Are we going to like if a band says, hey, man, we love the record. You want to come out for a couple of weeks, whatever the fuck. And, you know, uh, whatever happens, you know, we'll see. Yeah. You know, playing live, playing this these songs live is everything, you know. I didn't just make a great record to not play. You know, these guys wrote a great record, so mm -hmm. it, we we got to get out there and take it to the street.
Well, Souls like, just like, came what out. What was that? The Doobie Brothers taking it to the street. <laughs> there you go. See, it's more more proof that you need to do this disco record. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, so the uh, Souls came out four days ago, December 16th. I know you're looking, f- anticipating, or <gasps> planning to do some stuff already for next year. This next year, I guess this next year. We're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, any, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead because this literally just came out, but any idea when to expect the second half of, of Souls? Um, you know, we might just put out singles, like single, 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 single. Who knows, you know? Like, right. Right. listen, at this day and age, a record don't even matter. Just keep putting out fucking yeah. music. The band has a catalog to play from. We did a Chrome Egg song in the park. So... Uh, which actually sounded like a Chromex song because the, <laughs> the singer was singing. <laughs> but, you know, whatever it is, it is. I mean, you know, we're going to... You know, Christian already wrote a song for the band, so mm-hmm. like, for, so now we have to like look at all the material and be like, maybe we should have... <laughs> some writing sessions with Christian and see what comes out, you know, together. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That's what's great about music. There's no hard and fast rules, man. It's just like, just get together with good players and make vibe out and make music. Is there any at all? I'm going to guess the answer is no, but is there any maybe regret that you didn't just stay with blood clot? all these years over the last no, why? decade or two do, and, and still do Chromag stuff. Both worlds record with. Yeah. 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 You know, these guys the leeway basically. Yeah. Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, you know, Chromags was like, it was just always fun to play the songs. But then when it comes down to like, yo guys, let's fucking write some shit, you know, mm-hmm. after like whatever number of years, well, that's that's more what I'm referring to is like the since since you brought Blood Clot back in 2008, if you just stuck with Blood Clot, is there any like, ah, oh, shit, I should have just stuck with this thing? This well, I don't that ever say anything like that, because look at all the great times I had taking Chromags all over that's the world. Fair. Yeah. You know, like fucking playing with Mackie and playing with Craig and playing with AJ and like. It was fucking, we had great times all over the world. So if I would have done that, none of that would have happened. You know, it's kind of like that Twilight Zone episode when everything could change (laughs) if you knocked that quarter down when they threw the quarter and it stood up, you know? Right, right, right. So no regrets, man. Like, you know, but... Like I said, I got multiple irons in the fire too. So I'm I'm halfway through this new book. What's the new book on? I I don't say the name of it, man, because you know motherfuckers will be trying to like copyright it and sell it to me like they did for Medias for Pussies. So <laughs> I you know I don't tell titles anymore, dude, because like it's such a little fucking nerdy computer world that we live in. It's like. They bought the .com, mediasforpussies.com, and then wanted to sell it to me. I'm like, because I mentioned it in, a, in an interview. 
I go, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know that alleyway behind CBGB's? I'll meet you there. I'll bring, I'll bring you the cash. Show up. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they can't bring the dot com. So that's what it's going to matter. I wasn't there to get the dot com. <laughs> I was there to beat his ass. All right, fair So there you have it. That was my conversation with John. And the song you just heard was Unhinged, of course, off of Souls, the new record out on Upstate Records now available literally everywhere, selling out worldwide. Uh, I saw Cortex had it as number one for the for the week, month, whatever, however they do theirs, uh, which is a big deal. That means something to a lot of people. But anyway, go check out the record. Seven strong songs. One, of course, is the cover that he talked about, How Low Can a Punk Get by the Bad Brains. Kind of saw that one coming, huh? But that's very cool. Um, I'm not going to leave you with a long outro on this episode because I'm done. I'm ready to pack it up for the year. I'm ready to play you one more song. I'm ready to tell you to go to gettingitout.net and check out what's going on there because there's not a lot going on there today because the end of the year, beginning of the year, not a lot of news. Hopefully there'll be more when the calendar strikes January 1st. But uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate you all tuning in each week, each episode, I should say. It's much appreciated. Keep playing along. Keep uh, chiming in. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know who you want to hear on the podcast. I always appreciate that. Got a few cool episodes coming up. The next one I'll hint you in right now is an interview with Chris Wren of Bridge Nine Records. That'll be out very early in the new year. And I got a couple of other cool ones in the works as well. Let's wrap up this episode and this year with a new track from Revenge Beast. They're a Baltimore, New Jersey-based technical death metal band formed by Mark Rizzo, who you might know from years in Soulfly and El Nino and all sorts of other good bands. Uh, this track uh, kind of inspired by bands like Soulfly, Suffocation, Morbid Angel, Lamb of, Lamb of God. Um, it's called Egregore, and it's out now. It's available everywhere. You can check it out wherever you want but you can listen to it right here on Getting It Out Podcast. Thank you for listening this year. Thank you for listening next year. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.